Ugh, this phone drives me crazy. Excuse me, I'm the Sprinter and from Sprint. Try my new iPhone XR with an amazing liquid retina display. This is amazing. Mind if I snap a few photos? Look at that color. I love this display. I, uh, I'm gonna need that back. Switch to Sprint and get iPhone XR 64 gigabytes for $0 per month with an eligible trade-in and a Sprint Flex lease. Visit a Sprint store, sprint.com slash iPhone, or call 1-800-SPRINT-1. Phone $0 per month for 18 months after $31.25 per month credit applied within two bills. If you cancel early, remaining balance due. Excludes tax, subject to credit, $30 activation fee. Coverage and offer not everywhere. Restrictions apply. Blog Talk Radio. Hey everybody out there, my name is Dr. Ray Tomos, I'm a chiropractor here in Miami, Florida, and an official sponsor of the ISPS International Slow Pitch Softball League. Welcome to the Hot Corner here Thursday nights at 7 on Blog Talk Radio. We're going to be covering everything about general health, chiropractic, slow pitch softball, other sports as well, whatever you, the listener, wants to listen to. This show is based primarily for you guys to keep you entertained and to keep you informed. Call in or tweet us to get on the air. We'll be giving out the number and all our information throughout the show. Hope you guys enjoy and get ready for the Hot Corner. And welcome in, everybody. It's Thursday night, 7 p.m., time for the Hot Corner with me, Dr. Ray, your host and the the softball-playing chiropractor as dubbed by Softball Magazine, which I... um, was blessed enough to be able to do quarterly tips for when they have their magazine come out. Um, you can find me in there, and you can check out the Hot Corner Health Tips. Um, there's a new there's a new magazine out, and, uh, of course, ISPS has its own section in there. And ISPS is what makes all this possible. So i got to give thanks uh, to the International Slow Pitch Softball League and my, uh, my good friend and colleague, Mr. Manuel T. Ferrero III, the commissioner of ISPS, as well as the co-host here on... The Hot Corner. Manny, how you doing tonight, my man? What's up, Dr. Ray? Yeah, man, and a uh, big shout-out to Softball Magazine. They just sent me um, a couple of magazines, and I, I uh, put one aside for you, so remind me to send that over to you next time I see you, man. Yes, sir, definitely. That'd be great. Um, I'd love to have that here, and uh, it was funny because I was playing softball the other day, and uh, I was playing with, with some people that I hadn't really played with before, and one of them was like, oh, you're the, you're the guy from the magazine. You're, you're Dr. Ray, right? And I was like, oh, yeah, man. Uh, you, you read Softball Magazine. And he was like, yeah. He's like, my team won and this and that. And so I wanted to check out the magazine. And, you know, I read some of your tips and this and that. So it was cool, you know, to, to have uh, somebody see that and, and recognize nice, from man. it. So, so that was a cool thing. And, Dr. Thing, Ray, so. how, does, how, does it feel, how does it feel to see your words actually printed on on print on actually on an actual magazine and that magazine is, is read all over the world man let me tell you they have they have over 44,000 uh people on their facebook they have you know readers from all over the world definitely and uh like i said i, I couldn't be blessed enough to to see that going down i'm just happy that there's good information that's getting out um, to all those people, and, and, you know, hopefully, like I said, it's used in a constructive manner, and, and people take heed to the to the words of advice that I'm giving, because uh, that's what it's all for, man, you know. But how does it feel? How does it feel to see your own words on, on print? 
you know, it, it, it's gratifying. It's definitely a good feeling. Um, you know, I've worked really hard and, and studied a lot of hours and spent almost my whole life, you know, preparing and, and doing these things for where I'm at right now. So I've been wanting to be a chiropractor since I was 14 years old. Um, and, you know, to see everything culminate the way that it has and, you know, every it, it's not called practice for nothing. You know, every day I'm, I'm learning new things and patients teach me things all the time and, you know, people bring me information all the time and, you know, I just read through it and sift through it and, you know, get, I, my goal is to get better as a doctor every day and, um, you know, to, to see that hard work pay off and, you know, see see myself in the magazine and those things, like, you know, it's very cool. Um, it's humbling, gratifying, you know, all of it. Um, it. It makes it all worth it, you know, and then when you get the people that recognize it and so on and the people that tell me, like, hey, man, you know, that really helped me out or, man, you saved me from this or whatever the case is, you know, that's why I do what I do. Um, you know, it's it's an awesome feeling. So, you know, Manny, I got to thank you for that for sure because you were the one who made it all possible, man. So thank you very much for, uh, you know, affording me the opportunity there and, and you know, just glad that I can contribute in a, in a positive manner there. Oh, no, man, no problem, brother. You're, you know, you're my homeboy, man. Um, no, and give big shout-out to to uh, Softball Magazine over there, and especially Lynn, um, sorry, not Lynn, Luann. Um, you know, I asked her, hey, and I, I thought it was kind of it was kind of cool because you play softball, you know what some of the softball community, you know, what type of injuries they that occur out there and what type of uh, treatments you could provide. So I thought, you know, maybe we should do like some type of little hot corner and tie it in with the show and, and just keep you, give you like a little corner section of the magazine. And they loved it. They loved it. They really didn't have anything like that. They they don't have any type of, uh, you know, health uh, tips or anything like that. It's more about products and more about tournaments and and what's what's coming up in the slow pitch softball and, and fast pitch also for girls um, and women. But, um, no, they loved the idea and they, they said, yeah, of course, come on board and, and – you know, it, it, I think you're already how many how many um how many issues have you been in like three or four now, right? Um, I think this was the third issue now. So yeah, it, it's been it's been really cool, and you know, it, I have a fun time actually even coming up with the things that I need to put in there, and so it, it's been going really well, man. I've been I've been really enjoying it, and again, I definitely appreciate the opportunity, and I'm just glad that it's you know it's helping people out and it's been useful. Oh yeah, man, and um, <laughs> it's awesome, man, that you you're getting recognized on the softball field from the magazine, man. That's that's kind of funny, man. Yeah, it definitely is. It was uh, it was a nice surprise, to, you know, to say the least. There, so uh, excellent, my man. What well, about let's, let's what, about, what about with the girlfriend? The, does it does it get you any brownie points with the girlfriend now that you're a uh, a world-renowned uh, slow-pitch softball-playing chiropractor, with its own uh, his own uh, his own article on uh, a worldwide magazine. You know what? I, I don't think that that is anything that she's really too interested in. Uh, <laughs> but um, you know, it, it is cool to say the least. You know, she's she she always tells me you know she's impressed with the things that I do and so on and so forth. And uh, 
but she's she's really good, you know, support wise and everything. And you know, she just she just loves everything that I do, and and that's why she's actually going to be a chiropractor herself now, you know. So I got I got to send some love her way too because you know she she understands everything that I go through and you know all the time and and kind of the scrutiny that chiropractors have and all those different kinds of things and you know so she she really understands the hard work that it takes to be successful and and she's about to graduate you know she's not even through school yet so you know it's nice to have that support system and you know she she allows me to be able to do things that I need to do and she's always there for me so you know I'm like a I'm like a big support system for everybody that comes into my office and all that kind of stuff as well too you know so it's it's pretty cool to have somebody that I can go to and she's my chiropractor, you know? So, you know, I, I can adjust everybody and help everybody, but I can't do it for myself, you know? And I can't, you know what I mean? So, right. you know, it, it's great to have her and, and I couldn't be more thankful for her. And, you know, so I'm just excited to have her actually start to, uh, to start practicing and, and see where she wants to take it and see what she wants to do. And, and go from there, and hopefully, you know, we'll have a great team, and, and I'm pretty sure that we will, because she's a, she's a great individual, and you know, she cares about people, and she's doing this because, you know, it kind of changed her life a little bit too. And you know, what's funny is that most chiropractors are actually like that. Most chiropractors are chiropractors because somebody changed their life one day, and uh, you know, that's where I'm at. Like I said, when I when I was 14, that's when I knew it. You know, when I was 14, wow. um, I started playing football. Um, for Palmetto High, shout out to Miami Palmetto, go Panthers! Um, <clears throat> and what? Ha- <laughs> yes, sir. And uh, what happened was, you know, I'm five six and I'm playing fullback, and these defensive ends are six feet six, and I'm like, coach, how am I supposed to block these guys? And he's like, oh, you know, just put your face in there, put your face mask in their chest, and you know, just hit them like that. So I started doing that, and of course, my neck just started killing me. I started getting headaches, and I had never even had a headache before. I was like, what the heck is this? what is going on? So uh, I went to a chiropractor and man, he just hooked me up and he told me, you know, this is going on and this is what you have. He's like, your neck is too straight. And I said, isn't it good to have a straight neck? You know, what's going on? And he says, no, actually you need to have a curved neck. And, you know, he explained to me all the, you know, the way the spine works and how the curves help to distribute the weight evenly amongst all the intervertebral discs and all those things. And I said, man, that's so cool. And every time I went there, I just felt so good when I left. So I said, you know what? I think this is what I want to do. And since then, um, <clears throat> that's what I that's what I studied for. That's what I knew I wanted. And so I only applied to one school. Uh I knew where I wanted to go. I went. I wanted to go to Florida State and study exercise physiology, so I did that. Graduated in three years when I was 20 years old. Took eight months off, <clears throat> and then uh, went straight to chiropractic school. You know, so you know once I graduated from there, I, I, originally I thought, oh, I want to be the chiropractor for the Heat or for the Dolphins or for the Marlins or whatever, you know, and I want to be a sports chiro and work with athletes because that's what I was. Um, you know, but now, and once I got to chiropractic school and I learned about what chiropractic actually does, you know, I said, wait a minute here. I think I want to do this. And, and I got into the upper cervical chiropractic and, you know, being a holistic practitioner and family practitioner and, you know, helping out just because I noticed how bad healthcare actually is nowadays. You know, it's it's really, really bad healthcare now. So, you know, I feel like my goal is just to help improve healthcare and help patient outcomes and 
you know, take care of people and not my own pockets, you know. And unfortunately, most doctors out there, they're stuck in this in this just zone where they have to see hundreds of people every day because their insurances are only paying them so much and sometimes they don't pay anyway and they have all this staff and all this expensive overhead and, you know, they have no choice. But, they you know, they can't see people and give them quality health care because they have to see so many people. And that's a big problem because there's so many things that doctors can do to help people out, but they just don't have the time to do that. And that's where we end up having problems, you know, as a society. Um, So, you know, it's unfortunate, but for the people that can afford to go out of their, out of their health plans and those kinds of things, that's exactly what I do. You know, I'm not in any insurance network. Some insurances actually, actually do, you know, take uh, and have benefits in my office, but those have to be things like PPOs, you know, where you have out-of-network benefits. Um, insurance does help a lot with testing and those things in my office. So having insurance definitely is a benefit because at least we can get them to cover different, you know, tests and so on and so forth. But, you know, for the most part, when you want quality health care nowadays, unfortunately, you have to pay for it. And, um, you know, that's exactly what I provide. It's quality health care. It is <clears throat> helping people find out exactly what's going on with them, and and get to the bottom of it and, and help them get healthy, you know. So it, it's a big difference than, you know, going to see your regular medical doctor, but the patient outcomes can be a lot better when you take the time and somebody takes the time to help you do the things that, that need to be done in order to get better and heal, you know. And it's not just, you know, people don't have headaches because their body is missing Excedrin or Advil. You know, there's a cause for it. Um, so that, that's a problem, you know, and, and people are like, oh, it's my normal this and it's my normal that. And people have learned to live with so many things because medicine just doesn't ever get rid of the problem. It just continues to numb it or change it or whatever the case is. So, you know, like I said, things are just not great out there. It, it's an unfortunate problem, but, you know, uh, I'm doing my best to try to make a difference there. And, and so that's what it's all about. And, <clears throat> you know, it's a little early to get into the health topic for tonight, but while we're on it, we might as well, and that way we can just finish out the show talking about how I'm one and two instead of zero oh and three that I originally thought I was in our fantasy <laughs> league. So, um, well, Doctor Ray, I just wanted to say that's that's amazing, man, and and it's you're you're one of the few very lucky ones that that you know um, found out early in life what they actually wanted to do and actually went ahead and and uh, and did it. There's, you know, I know some people that still don't know what what they're going to do. So, man, props to you, Dr. Ray. At 14, man, you already knew what you wanted to do, and you put your mind to it, and you achieved it, man, and you're you're achieving it every day, man. Congratulations, dude. Uh, Thanks, man. I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, it's funny because I don't know if it was just me, but, you know, I was the type of person that, you know, when I was growing up, I knew that eventually one day I was going to have to have a job, you know, so... I always decided, you know, what do I want to do? And my parents told me, you know, you got to do something that you love or you're going to be miserable. So, you know, I just tried to pick out all the different things that I loved and and that's what I wanted to be. So, you know, originally growing up, my first job that I ever wanted was to be a paleontologist because I absolutely loved dinosaurs. I had everything dinosaur. I knew every dinosaur. I knew about all the periods. I knew like everything that there was to know about dinosaurs. And, uh, then I started, you know, kind of getting into into uh, fish and whales and sharks and all those kinds of things. And then I said, oh, man, I want to be a marine biologist. 
So that was my next job that I wanted to do. And then after that, that's when I decided, you know what, when I went to the chiropractor, he just changed my mind completely. Um, and I said, that's it. That's what I want to do. And at that point, when I was 14, I kind of understood the concept of money a little bit more too. And, you know, I realized that paleontologists and marine biologists probably just, you know, the money is going to be difficult to come by. <laughs> so, you know, and yeah. then I, I had I saw the chiropractors, you know, had opportunities to be successful if if they were good doctors, you know, if they were good at what they did. So that's that's what I decided, and and it's been a blessing to be able to to actually live my dream. You know, I'm 30 years old, and I've got my own office, I've got my own practice, you know, and I'm the boss, and you know, it's I'm blessed, man. How many people, you know, work six days a week but feel like they never go to work? You know, that that's me, man. And and so, you know, I'm just happy. I'm proud of the office that I've built up to this point, and I'm excited for the future. And you know, to just to be able to provide real healthcare for people, you know, it's and and everybody just that comes in right now is just so appreciative as well too. You know, there's there's people that are just like, man, you know, my doctor never took the time for that. And, you know, thank you, thank you. And and I, I can't tell you how many people, I'm the only doctor that they see, you know, and and I love that. You know, to me, it just shows nothing but confidence and, and the fact that I'm taking care of their health, you know, better than anybody else that they think, that, that, that they think uh, can, or can think about to go visit, you know. So for me, it's awesome to, to have that. And, you know, I hope more people make the same choice because quite honestly, again, you know, I'm, involved in what I'm doing because I want people to be healthier because I truly believe that if the, if people are healthier, the world is going to be a better place. I mean, you know, we look at all these shootings and all these different things that are going on. What's the connection between all this? You know, mental health. All these people are on antidepressants, antipsychotics, all these different kind of drugs that alter our mental state, you know, and or they're not, wonder, they go or they're, or or they're not, and they're just not. Uh, they're not getting medicated. They're not getting treated at all. Well, you know, I think I think that is that's the problem. You know, is that we feel that that medicating is an answer, but it's not an answer. All right, we have to find out why why are we like this? What why what is causing these imbalances? What there's something going on. You know, all these people aren't just wired wrong. You know, there's there's something physical, there's something chemical, there's something emotional in their life that's causing these problems to happen and somebody needs to get to the bottom of that. You know, I've been able to help people with depression and anxiety and all different kinds of things, you know, and and without any type of drugs, without any medications. In fact the goal was to get them off of that because from my experience, people taking antidepressants <clears throat> are more depressed. I mean, it, it literally, you know, it's, it's it's almost counterintuitive the way that we handle these types of things when it comes you, to medicine, you know. And go ahead. Do you think uh, this has anything, or is tied in with uh, the 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 recent news in the NFL? Listen, uh, did you see? Did you hear about that guy that just walked off of? Walked out of practice because he got uh, he got replaced by a rookie or somebody. Yeah, you know I think that's um that's a little bit different. You know I think that's just a guy that was upset. He he's played well and you know he thought he earned a spot and then you know somebody comes off of suspension and just grabs it right back from him. You know I think that was just a little bit of a temper tantrum. I, I don't I have no idea in depth about his case history or anything like that or. His profile. I mean, all I all I know about him right now at this point is his name and his position. Um, so I can't, you know, I can't really comment too much about it. But you know, the way I look at that is that this guy is a professional athlete. He's dedicated his life to 
being the best athlete that he can. And he got the opportunity, and he seized it, and he played pretty well. And, you know, now somebody else comes in and just takes it right from him. You know, so I, I understand that. And, you know, maybe he did a, maybe he did a, the right thing by walking away instead of, you know, maybe punching the coach in the mouth or, you know, something like that, more aggressive. You True. know, so, I, you know, I, I think what he did may have actually been a good thing. And I think that if more people took that approach and walked away from something <laughs> instead of letting their emotions take over, that, you know, I, I feel there would be less confrontation, less less violence, less, diff, you know, less problems, you know. So I think more well, Cleveland actually did other, a good job there. What about the other issues in the NFL? Um, do you think that has anything to do with the, with the um, medical, you know, medical problems here in this country? You know, I think the NFL is a little bit of a different entity um, because that's not your normal population. You know, your normal population doesn't make millions of dollars and spend the entire day in the gym and have personal chefs and so on and so forth. You know, there's a completely different lifestyle. So it's hard to say that, you know, that group of people, you know, they do have, a, you know, a bearing on what the rest of society does because, quite frankly, they're a lot different than the rest of society. They're in a different type of yeah, setting but completely. Yeah, but if they go, you know, I could go to the same doctor that LeBron James, you know, uh, you know, could go to, um, and they're gonna they're gonna prescribe me the same exact medicine or or treatment uh, if me and LeBron James had the same ailment, correct? Yes, definitely. So. You know, it, it it might be, you know, who knows? Maybe the way uh, this country treats its patient, its patients, or or diagnoses and and um, you know recommends treatment or or gives out medicine or whatnot could be a problem. Like instead of medicating for, you know, depression or mental mental illnesses, there should be, you know, some some other type of treatment or or. I don't know, man. It might be all tied in, and this is why our one of our sports that is uh, the most violent sport is having so many so much problems. I don't know. It's just my opinion, my my um, you know, my well, way you know, of thinking. I don't know. There's a lot more to it as well, too, though. You know, at the same time, you know, these players, if you think about it, their their hormonal levels are a lot different. Their blood chemistries are a lot different. They have a lot different profile than us chemically. Um, you know, as I mentioned, when you're when you're an athlete and competitor, it's a lot different than when you're you know a sedentary person on the couch, you know, doing doing nothing. And also when you're things. when you're on steroids. And that's another thing. You know, there's a lot of performance enhancing things that these people take, and you know, kind of go through these things. So that's you know, it's kind of a crazy situation right there, you know. So, you know, it's a lot It's a lot different, a lot different um, than, you know, your, your normal crowd out there. Now, again, people people are always going to be kind of than, than, that, than that type of a, of a profile, you know. And, but the treatment is going to be very similar. But the cause, I believe, is a little bit different for these type of athletes, you know. And that's, that's the problem is that, the causes for people are different and that should have some sort of a bearing on the treatment. You know, I can have three people come in with the same type of problem 
but they're all going to get a different treatment. And that's the problem that we have with medicine is that everybody gets the same thing, like you mentioned. You know, that is not right. We're not all the same. We're, we're all different races. We're all different um, ethnicities. We all have different diets. We all exercise differently. We all have different DNA. And that needs to be taken into account for. And it's just not ever taken into account. It's, oh, let's try this. If it doesn't work, we'll try this. You know, that's that's guessing. That's not medicine. So, you know, it, it's, like I said, there's so many factors that go into it. And, and unfortunately, doctors nowadays just usually don't have the time for it. And that's kind of where we run into problems. So, you know, my main thing is that people understand that, listen, if you're a healthy individual, you feel like you're a healthy individual, you know, you don't have a lot of family history with cancer, diabetes, and different, you know, problems like that, fine. Don't worry about it. Go to your regular MD, have them do your blood work, have them tell you everything is fine, you know, have them spend a couple minutes with you, and, you know, you're okay, you're good to go. But listen to your body, and if you start to feel differences and if things start to change, you know, talk to your doctor and see what they say. If they don't have the time to figure those things out, that's why there's practitioners like me around. You know, you can find people that care about your health, your well-being and they'll actually give you health care. You know, it may be a little bit more of, of an investment than it will be anything, you know, that your insurance pays for. But, you know, that's okay. You know, insurance is, is not meant to be something that we use to prevent care, you know, and, and quite honestly, for preventive care. And I think that's one of the biggest problems. You know, I was reading a an article the other day and there was this quote that I really liked from it, um, and it said, the dirty secret with insurance-based medicine is that it doesn't pay for prevention. It only pays for treatment. So if you have insurance and you only want your insurance to cover something, that means that you're going to wait until there's a problem. You're going to wait until something happens, and then you're going to go and you're going to get health care. That, I think, is what the problem is with the country. That, I think, is where we're having an issue. Because everybody has to wait for something to go wrong, and then they go and they use their insurance, and they don't have to come out of pocket for it, and then, okay, great. But whatever happens to prevention? Isn't there a saying that says one ounce of prevention is more than a, is worth more than a pound of cure? And doesn't everybody agree with that? I mean, am I the only person in the world that thinks that? I don't think so. You know, so what's, where, where, what am I missing here? You know, that's what I struggle with sometimes because – and I get it all the time. People are like, oh, you know, you, you, my insurance isn't, isn't covering it. You know, I don't know if I want to come in, you know. And I say, I understand your insurance isn't going to cover it. But that means that you have to, you're going to your doctor and he's telling you there's nothing wrong. I'm telling you that I'm finding something that I see that's incorrect or unbalanced or whatever. And we can work on it. We can fix it. And you'll feel better. But your insurance isn't going to cover it. You know, what is your health worth at this point? You know, so... Insurance, unfortunately, I feel is making our country a lot sicker because everybody has to wait for the insurance to pay for something, and you have to wait to have a problem in order to have a medical necessity, and that's when insurance pays, whenever there's a medical necessity. So, you know, I feel like that's a big issue. You know, it's unfortunate, but, you know, that's what we're dealing with nowadays. So, you know, I'm, I'm working my hardest to try to help people understand that, you know, if you want something, sometimes you have to invest in it. And if you want to feel good and have a good quality of life and prevent disease, you know, and, and be able to stay active and do the things that you love doing and see your grandkids grow up, you may want to not see, you know, your insurance-based doctor, you know, on a regular basis and, and go outside of that and go to somebody that's going to help you actually prevent disease. And what I wanted to talk about tonight in the health topic was predicting disease and how I use DNA in order to do that. Um, but, 
because we've spent so much time on it, I think it may be a little bit better off that we save that for next week um, and talk about DNA next week and how I use DNA to predict and then also help prevent disease um, in the office. So, you know, Amanda, do you have any questions about anything that I said at all? I know I kind of went on a little bit of a rant there, but it's definitely something that I'm passionate about. So, um, you know, any questions about anything? Any thoughts about, you know, what I said there? No, no. I mean, I think it's, I think it's very good information, man. And I, I, I really had no idea that that's the way uh, insurance companies work. I, I really thought that if you had insurance and all that, you could go to, to a doctor for preventive care. You know, for you know, I don't know, monthly checkups or I don't know, every six months or something like that. I don't know, man. I, I really, uh, I wasn't aware that it was just on a on a medical basis need, man. That's, that's amazing. And, and I wanted to ask you, what do you think uh, would need to happen with the insurance companies for them to change their frame of mind or frame of thought? Well, here's the problem. Insurance companies pay on medical necessity and on volume, but they don't pay on healthcare outcomes. And that's a big issue. You know, a doctor, if you see a doctor and he doesn't help you at all and he just sees you and gives you something that doesn't help you, he's still going to get paid the same. So what incentive does he have to spend time with you to have you actually heal and get better? Absolutely none. So I think that that's where insurance needs to change. You know, I think insurance needs to pay doctors based on how well they're taking care of their patients and how well they're preventing their, their patients from actually developing disease and so on and so forth. And, Right now, that's not the case. You know, right now, doctors are getting paid on how many people they see that have problems that need to be seen. And, you know, you're right. Insurance actually does insurance does pay now thanks to Obamacare. Um, you know, that's one good thing at least we can say about Obamacare, that there is a lot of preventive screenings and things that are allowed now. And that's actually how I use the insurance um, to, help, uh, to help cover. So when people come in and they have insurance, a lot of times now we can get their blood done and, and everything almost for free through their insurance, which is excellent, you know. So it, it, that's, a good, that's a good thing. Um, and insurances, I think, are starting to realize, uh, they're starting to realize that a little bit as well. Um, so that's, that's a great thing there. Well, at least that's a step in the right direction, man. And um, a little bit off topic i wanted to ask you about uh derek jeter man um he's going to be playing in his last uh home game at yankee stadium man what do you think about derek jeter ah man i gotta give my salute to the captain i tell you it's been a pleasure watching him um but you know growing up and and now and you know most of my prime years watching baseball have been you know Derek Jeter's been involved, you know, and like I said before, to be in the spotlight in New York and the media, the way that it is nowadays and everything, and, you know, to not hear any negativity about the guy and, you know, just the respect that everybody has for him. You know, I think I read something today in all the games that he's played, he's never been tossed or something like that, you know, by the yeah, Empire. Yeah, I posted like that. that earlier today, man. That was amazing, man. Yeah, Unbelievable you know, I mean, about that. That's just that's insane, you know, to think about. You know, there's managers that get thrown out like three times a week, you know, and then this guy has never had an altercation with an umpire I, in his 20-year career. That. I started thinking about that as well, and um, I always remember Derek Jeter, whenever there would be a bad call, 
or something on him. I always remember him never losing his cool, man, just walking up to the umpire, you know, putting his head down, no no type of uh, chest pounding or, or, you know, bravado or anything like that, like bringing out his chest in front of him or anything. It was just always, you know, very humble, you know, and talking to him, you know, just very calmly and with his head down, facing the floor, just asking him, you know, I guess he was asking him about the call or, or if it was inside, outside, whatever. Um, but now that I remember, I never I never remember him ever getting tossed or ever losing his pool, even if it was a bad call against him. You know, dude, that guy is the the, the definition of, of class and, and sportsmanship, bro. Exactly. I couldn't agree more. You know, so it's a sad day, you know, um, for his last game at Yankee Stadium and, you know, the last year that he's going to be around. But, man, it's been a great ride. You know, and, and, and you know, I wish I could, and you know what's I wish even, I could personally thank him. You know what's even sadder, Dr. Ray, that, uh, dude, Derek Jeter is, is retiring, man. That means we're getting old, brother. <laughs> that is also true. Um, yes, you know, like I said, most of my years watching baseball have had Derek Jeter in there. And, you know, it's crazy. Exactly. I remember going and changing the different perspectives from, you know, one day, you know, you're looking up to these guys and they seem like they're full-grown adults and, you know, and then, you know, you get to be their age and you're like, oh, man, these guys are my age and they're doing this, you know, and then all of a sudden you get a little older than, than most of the guys in the league and it's like, man, these these kids are out there, you know, and it's, it's just crazy how the perspective changes, you know, but regardless, Derek Jeter's always been a part of it, you know, and, and he's not going to be anymore. So, you know, it's it's definitely sad. Um I'm with you on that, but it's also it's also time to celebrate, man. You know, how many people have a career like that? You know, I can't wait till the day I see him, you know, get enshrined in the Hall of Fame and everything. And, you know, because there's no doubt in my mind that that's where he's heading. And I'm sure he'll continue to be a great ambassador for the game of baseball, you know, like he has been. Who knows? Hello, Dr. Know. Ray. Yeah, I got you, Manny. Sorry about that. Um I don't know, you know, if he's going to be involved as a coach or as a manager or something, but, you know, I, I think well, that Jeter, he'll definitely be around somehow, somehow, some way, shape, or form involved in baseball. That's what I was going to ask you. I, I read somewhere today online that um, he actually stated, well, I think he stated, I don't know if somebody said something that he, he's thinking about coming back and owning a, an organization, man. What do you think about that? What do you think he'll he'll end up doing. Hello, Dr. Ray, can you hear us? Dr. Ray, we will um, cut off to a commercial and try to get Dr. Ray back on, but um, we'll be right back right after these words. Hey everyone, this is Manuel Ferrero reminding you to visit our sponsor Muchera Sports at Muchera.com, the most innovative baseball and softball performance gear the base pass have ever seen. Muchera is the official sliding pants of ISPS. When you visit Muchera.com, make sure you remember to use the ISPS discount code. Simply put ISPS. 
Hitting Jacket is the official training tool and on-deck weights of ISPS. You've seen them at our World Championships. You've also seen them at our City of Miami Invitational Tournament. Hitting Jacket improves your bat speed, your strength and power, increases ball exit velocity. Hit live batting practice with it on. You see immediate results and it's very, very easy to use. Visit HittingJacket.com and make sure you use the coupon code ISPSHJ10 for 10% off your complete order at HittingJacket.com. Again, that coupon code is ISPSHJ10. And we should be back with Dr. Ray. Dr. Ray, can you hear us now? Yes, sir. I apologize for that. You got me back there? Yes, you're on live on the uh, Hot Corner Show with Dr. Ray. Excellent. Thank you very much, sir. Um, Yeah, sorry about that, guys. A little technical difficulty. But, you know, as I was saying, you know, I think he'll probably – I feel like, you know, baseball has been such a part of his life and he's been such a big part of baseball that – you know, there's there's no way that he's not going to continue to be, you know, a, a manager or, or or an owner. You know, I feel like he's going to be kind of Michael Jordan. You know, uh, Jordan, you know, is oh, he's still part of the game. You know, um, you don't hear about him quite as much, but he's still an owner. He's still there, you know, and still part of the game. And I feel like that's more than likely what's going to happen with Jeter. So, and I feel like he'll be very oh, welcomed, and, 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 and any team will be happy to have him. Man, that's that's a, that's amazing that you said that i didn't even think about that because they he he um he's partnered up with jordan he has a jordan brand shoe um you know and even i believe jordan made a made a commercial for him uh i believe about a month ago or so um that everybody was tipping off his hat um to him man and um Man, that might be interesting. He might he might even take in the footsteps of of Jordan's, and and probably Jordan is is um, teaching him the ways, and maybe he could um, get in one of these smaller market baseball organizations, um, kind of like the Bobcats with with Jordan. Maybe maybe he goes back to his roots to uh, Kalamazoo, Michigan. Man, what what team is the closest to uh, Michigan, Kalamazoo? Uh, you know what? It might be the Milwaukee Brewers. There you go. Maybe he might do something like that. Milwaukee Brewers is a small market organization. Maybe he might do that like Jordan went back to North Carolina. I don't know. That's or true. Charlotte. No, didn't. Yeah, Charlotte Bobcats. But I believe, didn't wasn't Jordan born in Charlotte, North Carolina? You know what? I'll be honest. I'm not exactly sure. I don't remember where he was born. Um, but you know, I don't. I don't know. I I feel like Jeter would want to stay involved somehow, one one way, shape, or form, another with the Yankees, um, since he's been, you know, one of the greatest Yankees of all time. Spent 20 years there. You know. True. You know, ownership. True, and, and you know, I don't. I don't know oh. if that's a possibility, but like I said, you know, there's a lot of positions available. You know, within the organization that he may, he may take a liking to. So, you know, we'll see what happens with him. 
Yeah, man, it's true, man. Who who wouldn't want Jeter on their in their organization, man? That's like a like a natural born leader, man. He might turn the face of a franchise around just by just by hiring him. You know, I was thinking it would be great for Jeter to go to the Cubs. They might make the World Series for once, you know, and uh, something like that, you know. Oh, relax, maybe... relax. That's not going to happen, man. <laughs> hey, you know, that's close. Hey, to you never know. You he know, might so... come back like uh, like Yogi Berra, man, and then become a coach or something. That's true. As, uh, like I said, I'm, uh, all possibilities for him. Wh- whatever he is, I think he's going to be involved with baseball somehow. So, you know, yeah. we'll see what happens with him. But, uh Hey, yeah, first, first, of, ballot, first ballot Hall of Famer? Without a doubt. Without a doubt, right? Without a doubt. You know, the, I, it, you can almost call it a unanimous vote, I bet. Um, I know. Whoever whoever doesn't vote that guy in is is drinking or, or is on drugs or something. Right? There's something going on with them, that's for sure. Man, today I, I posted a... Um, well, actually, I retweeted. I retweeted from uh, Tony Monster at Tony at Tony Monster um, on Twitter, and they tweeted out a picture of Derek Jeter's high school scouting report, Doctor Ray. Oh, really? What'd that say? Yeah, man, it's pretty cool, man. Pretty interesting information. From the Colorado Rockies free agent report. Um, I mean, you you mind if I read a little bit to you? No, go ahead. I'm interested to hear what it says. Uh, Derek Jeter, Central High School, Kalamazoo, Michigan. Uh, high school senior, 6'3", 180, bats and throws right-handed. Um, physical description, agility, very good. Physical maturity, fair. Um, perfect shortstop body, very project projectable, loose and athletic. Long legs with strength, long loose arms, potential to get stronger in upper body. Reminds me of Gary Green from the Reds. Abilities, excels. Excellent loose arm and throwing motion. Active lower body. Hands work well. Good range. Runs easy. Has natural flowing movements. Okay. Um, I don't know. Okay something to hitting with some bat speed. Um, This is all handwritten, and it's. uh, I'm guessing this is a really... Long time ago. And this is his weaknesses. Um, He straightens his front arm and sweeps the bat. Fields ball off right side, but athletic enough to adapt and improve. Um, And then in, in summary, he put, this guy is special. You get excited just watching him warm up. All-star potential at shortstop at major league level. Ray's uh, offensive something seven points. Agility to play premium position at major league level. Signed with Michigan as a security blanket, and he will sign. Dude, this is so, it was so, so interesting reading that, that high school, um, 
high school scouting report on Derek Jeter, man, and they, dude, it, it's it's exactly him to the T, bro. It is, man. That is really that's that's really really interesting, actually. Um, I can't, I can't believe that 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 says all that. That's literally him to the T right there. That's that's really really cool. Um, what else does it say? Anything else in there? No, that's pretty much it. I mean, it has a bunch of like um, like st- statistics there, but it's really small. I could barely see it. Like um, like base running. Like uh, let let me see. In um, in hitting ability, he got a forty. In power, he got a I believe a twenty or a thirty. I don't know. Running speed, he got a sixty. Base running, a sixty. Arm strength a seventy, arm accuracy a sixty, fifty and um, no, sorry, fielding a sixty, range a sixty, baseball something a sixty, aggressiveness a fifty, um, raw power a sixty. I don't know. A bunch of excellent, good, excellent, good, 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 but I don't. I think it says mental toughness, good. Man, it's it's really, really interesting, Doctor Ray. Very, very cool to see that. Yeah, that describes him pretty well. Um, you know what? I'd be interested. Can, do you have any other scouting reports of of athletes that you can pull up there? No, this was something I found on Twitter. Somebody tweeted it. And I just retweeted it out on on uh, ISTSO, and I thought it was really interesting, man. And um, some people have uh, have actually retweeted that retweet, so it was pretty cool, man. I just thought it was pretty. All this all this Derek Jeter fever is is going crazy. <laughs> I like that the Jeter fever, definitely. Um, Jeter yeah, fever, like you said, man. It's, it's a sad day, but um, it's also one to celebrate as well, too. So um, why don't we go ahead and get into the into the league rundown? Why don't you tell me about what happened this past week in, um, in the Fantasy Football Listeners League? Well, I just want to give a shout-out to uh, Keenan Allen, um, who actually – I was actually losing on Monday night, and Keenan Allen, I needed about 19-point-something points. And he actually got me 21 points or 22 points, dude. And I won the game, and I'm still 3-0. and I'm, I'm the only undefeated team out there, Dr. Ray. I don't know if it's beginner's luck or if it's my uh, general managers that I have running the team. Uh, but, brother, I'm 3-0, and sitting pretty. And um, I don't know about you. I, I think you did uh, some type of score changes there, but you actually pulled off the win, and you're one and two, Doctor Ray. What, you, what what's going on with that, Doctor Ray? I thought you were the resident expert here um, in our fantasy football league. Well, I tell you what. That's why that's why they play the games. You know, you never know what's going to happen. Um, but one of the funny things about it was I I could have swore that I was actually zero and three because watching the Monday night game. I needed Jay Cutler to get me 22 points, and he got me 21.2 points. And so originally I had lost by like 0.4 points or something like that, something very small. And I was like, no way, I can't believe I'm going 0-3, losing by less than a point, a fraction of a point. 
And then right now when I actually opened up the league and checked everything out, I noticed that, wait a minute, it says one and two. I'm not, I'm not 10 out of 10. <laughs> I was like, what's going on? <laughs> so I looked, and there was actually a stack correction that was applied. And what originally <laughs> happened was my Denver defense blocked a kick in the game, but they did not count the stat as a blocked kick. So I ended up getting two extra points, and lo and behold, that stat change was enough to get me to win. Nice. And uh, the other thing I wanted to mention was uh, Volcano Princess. Volcano Princess finally got her first um, her first win of the season, and I believe it was against your boy from the bus drivers. And there's so much smack talk going on over here in the. Uh, on the message board between uh, Volcano Princess and Tony from the bus drivers. Uh, I guess Tony was uh, heckling her before the game, and she actually won the game, and uh, she tried to heckle him back, and Tony, all you hear from Tony now is crickets. So, uh, Tony, if you're out there, um, you better uh, respond to Volcano Princess, who got your number on uh, last week's, fantasy football game. Let me tell you, not only did she have his number, um, but she actually had the blowout win of the week. Um, I think she beat him by the biggest point score for the whole entire week. So that's pretty funny. You know, the last place beat first place. And, uh, you know, that's why I love the game because you never know what's going to happen. But can you read out some of what, what they said? Can you read out some of that smack talk and some of that interaction? Yeah, let me um, let me go here to the message board. Well, basically, she she uh, she started off by saying uh, she wanted a mulligan. She says, okay, now I'm ready. Disregard week one, LOLOL. Hashtag massacred me. Hashtag WTF. Hashtag fatality. And then uh, Tony, a few days later, I guess it was this week, came up and said, knock, knock. Volcano Princess says, who's there? Tony says, Owen. (laughs) And uh, Volcano Princess comes back and says, you must ride the short bus if you think I'm falling for that one, sir. I expect it better from you. Good luck today. Let's hope your team keeps your streak going. When you think about it, though, there's no way to really brag about beating a team called Volcano Princess Party. Even if you crush me by 200 points, but think of what you will will happen if I accidentally beat you. Hashtag oh the humanity. Hashtag broke down bus. Hashtag it could happen. Hashtag no bus pass. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, and going then uh, I guess I I guess she won, and then she uh, posted their knock knock, and uh, Tony. It's been about three days, and Tony still hasn't um, hasn't responded. And then I go, and then she posted there. Um, yeah, I guess Tony couldn't ha- couldn't take the heat. Smiley face. That's what you get for trying to crash my party. I never took the bus to school, anyways. Hashtag own. Hashtag broke down bus. Hashtag Owen who. Hashtag silence. 
hashtag you let a princess beat you. Oh man, Tony, 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 Tony. <laughs> Listen, Tony's a Tony's a buddy of mine for sure. Um and he's actually in class right now. Um, so Tony, you know, but I, I'm going to have to get Tony to skip class next week and call into the show and tell us a little bit about what's going on here in this rivalry that he's developed with, uh, with the Raven, the volcano princess. Um, cause we've got to get to the bottom of this, man. This is just no good for Tony. You know, he came in guns blazing two and O scoring some of the highest points in the league. And then, you know, he just got owned by last place. So, you know, that's, uh, that's that's kind of a crazy thing. So we're going to see if we can get Tony on the air next week so he can tell us a little bit about, you know, the, the whooping that he got this week and uh, see what he plans to do about it the next time that he faces up with Raven. Nice, man. I, I just can't believe I'm I'm 3-0, and man. And this week I uh, I battle uh, Arancibia Bailbonds, who's uh, sitting at sitting at uh, third place right there. He's 2-1. In third place. So let's see, man. I'm projected to win. I'm projected to win, Dr. Ray. So we'll see. What about you? Are you projected? Yeah, you're also projected to win. You're playing uh, Shelly's Shelley's fine team. Oh, my so, man, uh, Shelly. Okay, we're going up against Shelly this week. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, I don't see the Shelly actually that's... just uh, – Shelly sent me a, a message on uh, Facebook and also Taylor Duncan – from Atlanta, Georgia. I want to give a shout out to him. And uh, Gus Arancibia from Arancibia Bail Bonds. He says he's going to listen to the show later on replay. And I promised him I was going to give him a shout out because he's currently playing right now. I believe he's playing. I don't know if he's playing at Kendall Indian Hammocks, but he told me he was going to be playing tonight at 7 o'clock. So uh, he said he was going to listen to the show. And also, Joe Sean. Torres over there on the West Coast. I believe he's in uh, Naples or Fort Myers. Uh, he's listening into the show. So uh, thank you, Joe, Sean, Gus, Taylor, and uh, Shelly for listening to the show, man. Definitely. That's awesome. And uh, you know what? I got to give a shout out to Gus, too, because because of him, I'm actually two and one, or one and two, excuse me. So, you know, to, Gus, I, I'm sorry. Um, I didn't know the stat correction <laughs> was going to take a win there, away. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I know Gus is going to be a good sport about it. He's in third place. He would have been undefeated with you. Um, but, you know, I had to take that, that victory by slim margin there. And uh, right now, uh, the way I was 0-2, I'll take it any way I can get it. So, you know, I'm definitely happy about that. So we'll see what happens. I'm sure Gus is going to want to have something for me next time when we have a, a little rematch going up. So, uh Man, I tell you, so far this league has been just completely unpredictable. But, you know, that's that's kind of what happens in 10-team leagues. In 10-team leagues, you know, all the teams are going to be really competitive. So, you know, it's, yeah. it's hard to really have – it's really hard to have that kind of, you know, breakout, you know, nobody else is going to be good type of thing. You know, so, you know, it's, it's definitely going to be competitive and there's going to be a lot of parity along with it, you know, I believe. So I'm excited to see what happens for the rest of the year. Um, should be should be a lot of fun. And uh, Dr. Ray, I know last week uh, we ended the show 
with the Dolphins uh, theme song. What do you think about these Dolphins, man? What's going on with the Dolphins? Do you think uh, Tannehill is going to be the starting quarterback this week in London, or, or what's going on, man? I think I think Tannehill is a very English English sounding name, man. So I think he should start over there at in uh, in London, man. You know. Well, honestly, um, I don't know what to think about Tannehill anymore. Um, <laughs> I was a big, I was a big fan of Tannehill. Um, you know, I, I said, you know, let's give the guy a chance. You know, he was a receiver in college and this and that. But I don't know, man. He just the decisions he makes and the decisions he doesn't make. I just don't know if he's ever gonna get get it. You know, and and he just doesn't have that natural feel for the pocket, and, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I thought he was a plays right now. So, you know, the way I'm looking at it, I hope we lose a whole bunch of games this year so we can get Jameis Winston next year. Wow, you really think so? Hey, man, I, you know, everybody everybody a couple of years ago said suck for luck, and look at what's going on now. Andrew Luck is got the most comeback wins in the fourth quarter out of any quarterback since he's come into the league. Just demolished the Jaguars last week. You know, they're three and oh in Indianapolis. Are they three and oh Indianapolis or they're they're two and one? Or one and two. I actually I can't even remember their record right now, but either way they're competitive. They're they're gonna be a good team. They're always in the game with luck at the quarterback. You know, that guy's a playmaker. He makes stuff happen he's They're a great actually leader. one and two, brother. That's right, they're one and two, but I, I know that uh, their games have been very close. And, you know, one of the things, too, is that look at what he's got to work with. I mean, T.Y. Hilton, the guy's got game-changing speed, but, you know, his routes are kind of raw. He has some drops. You know, Reggie Wayne is not getting any younger. Trent Richardson is in the backfield, you know, just plodding around. And, you know, who knows what's going on with Trent Richardson. He's, he's on the bench in our league, you know. I mean, or not on the bench, but on the waivers in our league. Yeah, I let him go. You know, I had yeah, him. Starting, starting running back in our league is on the bench. I mean, on the waivers. I mean, that's kind of crazy, you know. So, it's uh, it's a it's a little bit of a weird situation in Indianapolis. But like I said, they've got the most, you know, fourth quarter comeback win since Luck has got in the league. And you know, I believe that you can't win in the NFL without a quarterback. There's only been a couple teams that have ever done that. You know, the Ravens with Trent Dilfer. Um, yeah, but they had know, a good defense. Exactly, and that's about all I can really remember. You know, everybody else has been, you know, just just that. You know, just the quarterback is, is what takes care of it. So, you know, I don't, I don't know. Can we win with Tannehill? Is our defense that great? You know, the, you know, how many times is he going to miss Mike Wallace on a deep ball, you know? I was expecting to see them connect yeah, after, no. you know, two or three years being together, you know? So, I, I don't know. I just don't know when it's going to happen. I don't know if it's going to happen anymore. So we'll, we'll see what happens, you know. But uh, anyway, let's end this. Let's go ahead and end the show on a positive note. Let's say the Dolphins are going to take it. All right, let's say we're going to win. Let's say Tannehill is going to come out of the shell, you know. And then, oh man, maybe I'm just trying to be too positive here. But let's say, let's say the Dolphins go on a little bit of a run here and and we get going. And uh, I'm predicting it right now. I'm calling it. We're we're pulling out a win this week. Uh, we got Oakland, you know, so it shouldn't be that tough of a test. So let's say go Dolphins. And uh, I'm excited to see what kind of music we're ending the show with here tonight, Manny. But before we do, 
I want to just let everybody know, uh, just thank everybody for listening, all the guys out there in the listeners' league. Um, thanks for being competitive. Let's keep the smack talk up on the, on the boards there. Um, I like how we're doing it. Everybody's being respectful, and, you know, it's a lot of fun. I want to build some rivalries. And, you know, again, everybody, you're, you're more than welcome to call into the show, tweet us at the show throughout the week, tweet us, you know. Um, that's what we're here for. And uh, hopefully everybody's having as much fun as we are. Manny, congrats to you again being 3-0, the only undefeated. Let's see how long it lasts, my man. Let's see what you got. Keep those managers feeding you that info. And uh, just want to thank everybody again for listening. Uh, my name is Dr. Ray. You know where to find me on Instagram, at Dr. Ray T, on Twitter, at Dr. Ray T. Uh, you know, Manny at IFTSO, uh, Facebook.com slash 253 heel. You can find us all over the Internet. Just Google us, Google the Hot Corner. And you'll find us. So, uh, again, thanks, everybody, for listening. And uh, take care and be well. We'll see you next week on the Hot Corner. drives me crazy. Excuse me, I'm the Sprinter and from Sprint, try my new iPhone XR with an amazing liquid retina display. This is amazing. Mind if I snap a few photos? Look at that color. I love this display. I, uh, I'm gonna need that back. Switch to Sprint and get iPhone XR 64 gigabytes for $0 per month with an eligible trade-in and a Sprint Flex lease. Visit a Sprint store, sprint.com slash iPhone, or call 1-800-SPRINT-1. Phone $0 per month for 18 months after thirty-one twenty-five per month credit apply within two bills. If you cancel early, remaining balance due. Excludes tax. Subject to credit. $30 activation fee. Coverage and offer not everywhere. Restrictions apply.